Hello, everybody. Welcome to MarkTech Masters. Today, we are with Mark Irvin from Warstream. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Well, considering uh, what's happening around the world, I believe that we are um, very grateful for being in-house, safe and healthy, and keeping our families healthy. How, how are you doing? Uh, considering is is kind of the most correct answer yeah. that I've heard these days. You know, again, I'm doing as well as anyone really can. Yeah. Uh, a lot of what I've been doing is understanding exactly how well I can be during all of this and yeah. accepting that. Um, focusing on what I can make changes to and not stressing out over, you know, the state of the world. Of course, of course. So, so why don't you tell us for people that don't know you and, and Warstream, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and, and, and the company so they understand why we're talking today? Yeah, absolutely. So Wordstream is an online platform that allows advertisers and agencies to manage their online advertising across Google, Bing, Facebook, and Instagram in one easy to manage platform so that they can optimize and get the most out of their uh, advertising um, in about 20 minutes a week. And my role as a senior data scientist is a really cool role. Um, given the fact that we have about 30,000 individual advertisers who are using this platform, it means that firstly, we're able to make a lot of changes at scale across advertising. But as a senior data scientist, I'm able to view a lot of the trends that come in across 30,000 individual advertisers, see exactly what they're testing, what's working, what's not working, and who's secretly getting the best performance. So what we can begin to do across um, more accounts to help people make smarter decisions. That's awesome. And of course, these are very tough times for everybody. And I've heard from all kinds of different sources, our own customers, you know, other agencies, agency owners, business owners, that they're pausing advertisement. And, and again, during times of crisis, it's been proven after, you know, the Great Depression and like all kinds of different eras um, throughout history that advertising is actually a very powerful thing to do during a time of crisis. Uh, and most companies that do advertise somehow and they do it right will come out better than they came in through the crisis. But at the same time, a lot of people are trying to save money and, and the first thing they see is that that pay-per-click ad budget or their Facebook ad budget. And they're like, okay, let's cut on that right away. Do you have any advice or have you seen any companies doing uh, cool things with this, maybe reducing the budget so they don't lose all their authority? Like, tell me a little bit of what companies are doing about this. Yeah, so a lot of like what you said to, to contextualize the situation is 100% true. Um, people are... Times of uncertainty is the, yeah. the cliche word that you're going to hear a lot. But in times of uncertainty, people look towards uh, finding discretionary budgets that they can cut. Yeah. And advertising is at the very top of that list. So you can easily pull back your campaigns and not have them run. And yes, there are studies that um, are out there that prove the fact that a lot of the brands that we know today started being really successful during a, a period of time like the uh, Great Recession or the yeah. Great Depression or something along those lines um, because they invested in a relatively cheap advertising market mm -hmm. when a lot of other people wouldn't. Yeah. So there, there's absolutely truth to that. I will acknowledge the lens of, yes, this is uh, someone who is in the ad industry telling you that it's valuable to advertise. Mm -hmm. um, but more broadly, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that the budgets you go about cutting 
are going to have to be the advertising ones. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what we've been doing at WordStream and a lot of what it sounds like you've been doing is having this conversation with clients. People are, are panicking from a, an emotional level. We're stuck inside all day. We're with our families all the time. Um, we're reacting to a, a market that we don't know the future of. Yeah. And what buttons do we have control? Well, we have control of our paid search budget. We have control over payroll budgets. We have control over discretionary budgets, certainly. Um, one of the big things that we can do in, as business owners or as marketers or whatever your role is, is really take a step back, stop, go for a walk, come back and really assess like, what is that need? And that need is generally a financial need, right? Um, a lot of what we're, we're doing right now is defining how we can help our clients um, be set up for success with those, those cash flow issues. So we do have a lot of uh, clients who are restauranteurs or in hospitalities or in travel or something like that. And, um, you know, there's a cash flow issue in that. A restauranteur isn't built to run 28 days of their business with no revenue. Mm -hmm. So how do you go about getting them into an SBA loan? How do you go about having them apply for a PPP? How do you go about navigating um, individual laws around uh, unemployment, on furlough, benefits? Um, you know, there's a lot that you can do to answer those questions in the financial realm and then begin to answer that question of, well, what does this restaurant here or what does this business look like in the online marketing world? Um, there are a lot of places, particularly right now, where all the sales, all the leads, no one's going and doing a retail store visit. Everything is e-com right now. Um, a lot of these traditional businesses now have, in fact, an increased need mm -hmm. to go digital and find a digital solution for that. So it's a very different persona and a very different conversation than I was having with um, our clients and our prospects from January. Yeah. But it is still all the same song and dance of like, yes, you do. If you look to stay in business and stay in business during this crisis and after this crisis, well, quite frankly, this is the, the make or break moment for your business. You need to understand what buttons you, all the buttons you have, not just the buttons you're used to pressing. Mm -hmm. um, I was not a fin financier. I did not know what the SBA was a month ago, but here I am um, an expert in filling out those loan applications. Um, so first step is just take a, take a step back and really identify like what is the business need and how can we answer that business need and that may or may not be a paid search solution or an organic solution or a video solution or what have you but at the end of the day how do you go about answering that question of course of course and uh and you have certain businesses that um are going to be losing completely control of their financials and they don't they, they don't have the money to spend or invest on advertising and not even marketing or anything like that, like restaurants or, or people in, in travel or things like that. Uh, but, but then you have the businesses in the middle that are adapting to a whole new way of doing business, to running their business online, running their business with video, uh, to doing more, more Zoom meetings or videos on the go with Soapbox and things like that to connect at a human level. Uh, and they need to run their business in a different way. They're doing, you know, curbside drop-offs and things like that, that they, they didn't exist before. Uh, and then you also have, the, the, one a good example of that is telemedicine. You have all these healthcare communities, all the, this healthcare uh, 
companies that have to adapt to that. But then you have industries that are growing. So the, the message, like you said, the buyer personas are completely different because you have yes. software companies maybe growing or, you know, people in certain industries that manufacturing or things like that, that are going to be having incredible amount of, of need uh, to, to accelerate, to do more things. So uh, yes, the conversation is different. Do you see opportunities across the board um, to, to actually do certain types of advertising that could help it, the, the, the people in the middle, people adapting. I think that's uh, the, the ones that are, first of all, you have people suffering that won't spend a dime and people putting more money than ever. What, what are people in the middle that are adapting? What, what can they do? What are the opportunities out there? Yeah, so I think that a lot, and a, I think a lot more people could find themselves in the middle than mm -hmm. they necessarily think they are. Yeah. So for instance, like one industry that people immediately kind of discard is, is travel mm -hmm. um, because people are not currently traveling today. Yeah. Now I want to be super clear about this. The second all of this is over, I'm getting out of Boston. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And I'm sure that I am not in, in that camp alone. And so a lot of what, a lot of what, businesses across the board really need to be thinking about is, yes, now is going to be a difficult time to acquire a new customer. Mm -hmm. How do I currently go about marketing to people who are either already in my funnel and my sales path, or how do I go about remarketing and re-engaging my past customers, my loyal customers? Mm -hmm. And that might be, again, if you're for most of us, we think about marketing and paid marketing and advertising about acquiring that net new customer. And that's where most of our budget goes. Understandably, if we're talking about reducing our budget and playing, playing to our reduced operations and what the reduced need for us, you know, that's still going to be your largest immediate opportunity, yeah. whether or not that's while you're trying to work in, in a COVID world or what the first people you're going to sell once all of this is over. It's going to be those kinds of customers. Yeah. So part of this is, you know, how you go about um, keeping your ads out in front of those very high value audiences. And that might be something like, you know, remarketing across Google, across YouTube, across Facebook, across social, or attaching those specific audiences or those specific email lists um, to your own paid search campaigns through a customer match kind of list. There are definitely ways to be very specific about that high value audience that you expect would convert more. And particularly as we talk about like, if your business is having this uncertainty, then a lot of those businesses that might be your customers um, are similarly going to be in that, that uncertain moment. So yes, maybe people were not buying the first two, the last two weeks of March. Mm -hmm. um, because they have to take that assessment. Um, I know that I was originally planning to come down to, to Florida to visit you guys, and then, then this all went a certain direction. Still very interested in making that trip, but that's going to be a trip that um, I now make later. So mm -hmm. I'm still going to make that purchase at some point in time. How that airline, that hotel, all of those, those places get that money from, from that particular trip is going to really depend on how they, that brand stays in front of me. Um, during this point in time, because that's when I'm going to make this purchasing decision. That's a great, that's a great point. Uh, it is not so much about advertising the, the trip itself or saying book now for later. It's more, how is that brand engaging with me? How, what kind of brand affinity is that brand creating 
with me. So I believe that they are there for me, that they're, and not just by sending an email saying we can help like everybody else is doing, right. but what kind of content they're putting out? What's the tone of that content? Uh, and is it helpful for businesses and individuals? So depending on the industry, that could make or break how you engage with a brand and how, how you feel about that brand, right? Yeah, exactly. So think of like, um, think of a gym right now. No one's going to be able to go join a gym right now, but people are still online looking for that solution. Mm -hmm. It could be a place, a perfect place for your brand to allow people to join a free class or download some kind of white paper or, or sign up for a newspaper, a, a newsletter subscription or something like that during this crisis. So you shift the CTA, you shift the offer, and then now you have this their contact information to engage with them um, post-pandemic. And so did you stop marketing? No, but you shifted the, the messaging, you shifted the CTA. And the goal right now, if you're not sure when you're going to reopen, it's so that the goal right now is quite frankly, so that when you do open, that your sales team has something to go do once, once day one hits. Definitely. And that, that takes us to the conversation of tone. Um, uh, one thing we're saying to everybody is go review. Let's review your workflows. So anything that's automated, let's go check your emails. Let's go check your social messages. Uh, everything has to be the right tone. You can't be like cheery, happy, hey, vacation right now because that doesn't exist. And also, even if it's, if, if it's right to the times, the tone is very important. Uh, do you have any recommendations about that? Reviewing, you know, PPC, either keywords, messages, ads. Tell me more about what you're seeing out there. So firstly, number one thing is, is do exactly what you suggested. Review the message that's in the actual ad copy. Um, the idea of going viral meant something completely different uh, two months ago, right? So you have to be very sensitive to that. And also understand the fact that hey, all of a sudden your personas have changed, whereas you may have previously had several high value personas. Now, all of a sudden your high value persona is at home with their, their husband and kids and has a very different set of needs in, in March and April than they did back in January and February. So this is actually a, a beautiful time to go through an exercise of A, reevaluating your personas, making sure you understand what it is that you provide to whom, and B, what messaging can you value prop here? The word contactless delivery didn't mean anything to, to me um, two months ago, but now it's quite frankly a necessity. Yeah. Um, so the details around epidemiology and social distancing and flattening the curve, all that meant nothing. Um, and even like to your point, automation, we would normally be having a, a March Madness kind of uh, yeah. play or we'd be getting ready for an Olympics marketing campaign. If you've got marketing campaigns that were scheduled and have creative put aside for those, well, quite frankly, right now, nothing sounds more tone deaf than talking about the big game yeah. or a sporting event or, or something like that. So yeah, you do have to review those specific um, message, uh, those that specific content for that sensibility, but it's also like a, that great time to include new messaging. Um, this is a, a great time, particularly in our, our search messages, to test something new that we wouldn't traditionally test just because people have different sensibilities. And it's good to know that um, the people like I have a very diff different set of needs in this point of time, not having kids than everyone who's trying to work from home with their school-aged children. Um, and not being able to socialize and 
as, as frequently with these people, you're going to find the fact that like you as a marketer, all of a sudden don't relate to all of these personas that you think you know so well. So this is um, a great time in search to use an item called uh, responsive search ads. Mm -hmm. And that uh, basically allows you to feed Google a number of different headlines, a number of different descriptions, and allow Google to miss, uh, message match those a little bit more for you and effectively attempt to uh, serve the right message to the right user at the right time. It is a little bit of machine learning. It is, um, it is a new form of automation that a lot of people are uncomfortable with because they don't have control over the machine. But what we're seeing is that particularly during this point in time, um, it's very successful compared to manual efforts because it's doing tests that we as marketers wouldn't normally think to, to message they, match. They know the interest and the, the, um, the, in the intent of these people because of other things they're searching. Therefore, Google can decide, okay, if this person is searching school from home, kids at home, how do I keep my kids, you know, entertained? How do I keep, you know, give good, healthy food to my kids? Then Google knows, again, I know this might sound scary for people that don't know this, but this is how the advertising world works. Google knows your household is a household with kids, so they might be able to adapt and change that messaging for you depending on the different things that and categories that you set up, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those things like we all have different sensibilities when it comes to messages and offers. Um, even though the one I always go back to is whether or not someone prefers to hear that something's made in the USA or something is imported. Mm -hmm. Like those are, some people look at imported as a value prop and some people look at it as a not a value yeah. prop. Um, so it, it's very it's very unique. And Google is better at understanding how you engage with those messages as you get exposed to those ads thousands of times a day um, and how you engage on with different offers throughout that period. Google can tell whether or not you genuinely prefer one message or the other and can show you that ad more relevantly. Um, so it's a very interesting thing that we as marketers, like again, and that is a thing that as, as a marketer, I come into that conversation with a bias of, well, I prefer free shipping to 5% off, but someone else reacts very differently. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a very different conversation there. Awesome. Awesome. Mark, this has been amazing. And thank you for sharing all of this. Anything else you want to share? Anything else that you want to share about Worthstream? I know uh, this is not a sales pitch. We're, we're trying to help. But what, how are, are the things that Worthstream can help people figure it out, how to optimize their efforts? And also anything else you want to say? It's, it's your time now. Yeah, certainly. So I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers and no one should try to pretend like they have all the answers. Um, one thing that I'll be very upfront is this is we're learning in this together. I'm working very closely with a, a crisis management team over at Google dedicated to a COVID solution. Even Google is learning on the fly with us here. We don't know how long this is going to go on. We don't know exactly how people are going to react um, as the economic and as our behaviors change. What we have made the commitment to is, um, as a data scientist that has access to a lot of accounts, every week I'm publishing something on the WordStream blog related to COVID and how search marketers or how online advertisers are reacting and what kind of trends we're seeing. Um, there's a lot of interesting things in terms of, again, the keywords people are searching for, the times of day people are searching for, the devices people are searching on. Um, there's a lot of things that are shifting. Mm -hmm. Things are not stopping in the world so it's very interesting it's very exciting and um every week we're trying to at 
add at least one data heavy post on the WordStream blog there. So definitely if you haven't checked it out, wordstream.com backslash blog, it's right there. We promise we publish something every day and we're trying to publish a one data heavy thing on COVID at least once a week. That's great. And we'll, we'll definitely share that on the blog. I've heard even opportunities where because people are pausing, then you want to actually be there because it's cheaper to actually advertise with certain things. So those are, those are the kind of, that's the kind of data we want to start um, analyzing. And I love that you guys shared so much about it uh, from so many customers. Uh, Aggregated data from people that actually have it uh, is going to be crucial in a time like this. So we really appreciate you guys uh, and and your partnership. Warstream has been amazing for us, uh, adding that layer of intelligence that actually allows us in less time to optimize all of our paid ad efforts for our customers and, and get better and better every week is, is, uh, is really critical uh, for us to deliver more value for our customers every day. And, and of course, during crisis time, this is even more important than ever. So thank you, Mark, again for, for being here today. Thank you for sharing all of this. Thank you, Warstream, for, for the partnership. And uh, thank you for everything. We'll stay in touch, okay? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Take care. Have a good one. This episode of MarTech Masters was produced and edited by Nextiny Marketing. To watch the series, visit our website at nextinymarketing.com. Subscribe to our channel to keep up to date with the latest news from our friends and MarTech Masters.